Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a very special guest I'm so excited to talk to, none other than Miss Blair Critch. Hello. Hello, I'm so excited to be on here. Hi, everybody. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh my goodness, it's, uh, it's crazy. My internet connection's a little unstable, so I don't know if the video is gonna be crystal clear, but that's okay. The audio will be. So we're good to go. Now, Blair, we were talking a little bit beforehand and you said you're a 10 year veteran in the network marketing industry. 10 years, oh my goodness gracious. You know, thinking about that, I would have been 14. But that just shows oh, my age. And, and, and that just shows my, my age, unfortunately. But I think about it, and I think about so much that I've learned over the past 10 years. And, you know, for me being as young as I am, I can't even imagine just the business that you've built up going from your experience beforehand to where you are now. I was reading some of your website, some of your, your story, and it is incredible. I cannot wait to talk about that. Blair, I like to start off by just telling your story. Let, let people know and understand where you come from. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the most exciting part, right? Is seeing where you've come from. I mean, all of us have a story. And so I highly recommend all of you watching this to take time every single year to add to your story. Like have a notebook that you continue to add and write into because there are things that I wish I had written down at the beginning of this journey and I'll share those with you, but I sure wish. And so for the last probably eight years, I have been writing in a journal and it's so cool to go back and see the growth and how much has changed. I mean, when I started in this industry, my kids were four and six and now they're 16 and almost 14 and it is unbelievable uh, to see that change so my story begins with I actually went to school to be a teacher a kindergarten teacher is what I ended up becoming and I grew up in one of those homes where you were taught like you go to school you pick your degree before you go to school so you don't waste your money you go to school you get your degree in four years you start your job maybe you do some night classes to get your master's so you can make more money maybe do it for your doctorate so you can make some more money and then you retire in 30 years and that is how I was trained to think. I never thought like an entrepreneur. My parents, neither one were entrepreneurs and they taught me you get a job. I also was taught as a woman and probably a lot of you women can relate to this. Uh, our parents in that generation was make sure you have a job because you should never trust that somebody else can take care of you. So, I mean, those were like kind of the two things that were always instilled into my brain. So I went to college, I graduated, became a kindergarten teacher, and I married my now husband, and we moved to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and he started with his brother, an amazing company, and they were making, you know, the kind of money that now I can say I'm making network marketing, but they were making the kind of money every single month, like they were bringing in commission checks that were the same as my yearly pay as a teacher, and I remember thinking like, that's crazy, and by the way, my husband's never even graduated college, so it was very outside of what I was taught and to see this entrepreneurship and see him grow. Well, we had this amazing business. He did. Uh, we also invested in a bunch of real estate down here in South Florida. We had 10 properties that we were renting out to people. So when I got pregnant with my first son, my husband said, why don't you stay home and help me with these 10 rental properties? And that would be really helpful. So we had our first son, then we had our second son and I was at home. Well, here comes the crash of 2006. And some of you guys are feeling that moment when I even say that your heart like, right, like tightens a little bit because you were in that too. 
And what happened was the economy crashed and my husband's business was wrapped up in mortgage industry. We had 10 homes. We had been hit by two hurricanes in South Florida. And during that time, it meant that nobody could afford to pay their rent that we had in these houses renting. And our insurance went up. And so all of a sudden, all these things that we thought were safe, we had put money in the stock market, that crashed. We had invested in these rental properties, 20% on 10 houses, you guys, think about that. Everything was gone. And we had to file bankruptcy, bankruptcy for my husband's business, bankruptcy for our houses that we were renting out and start over with a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And it was scary. And it was spring that year. It was actually, you know, as we were going through it, it was the spring of 2008. We were kind of done with our bankruptcy, rebuilding. My husband looked at me and said, you're going to have to go back to work this fall. As a teacher, I had to wait till fall. There was nothing I could do between spring and fall to get a job. And so I was starting to apply and I kind of fell into this industry, to be honest with you. Now, I will be honest, I had dabbled in this industry before. I always saw people having success in it, thought it was interesting. I was one of those girls who went to the, you know, presentations with the flip chart. My husband and I went and like bought like $2,000 of Mona V. How many of you guys remember Mona V, right? Uh, we didn't sell one bottle. So I always assumed I just wasn't good at sales. And I wasn't meant to be an entrepreneur. And I told myself that many times. So in the spring of 2008, I saw this beautiful jewelry and I wanted to buy some. And I reached out to the girl who was selling it. And she said, hey, there's nobody in South Florida doing this. You should think about it. I have a teacher past two. Uh, you'd be great at this. And I said, no, I do not ever want to sell anything. I'm not good at selling anything. And she talked me into just buying the kit and hosting my own show just to get some free jewelry and make back my money. And that day, actually, my mom paid for the kit for me because I couldn't even afford it. Like I said, we were rebuilding ourselves. My mom was like, oh, I'll pay for it because you got jewelry with the money. She's like, I'll take all that jewelry. And at the end of that party that night, I had 10 people who wanted to have a show. And my mom was like, well, just do it. Do it this summer. See if you make a little extra money while you're, while you're waiting to go back to teaching. And I ended up the very first month of doing those 10 shows in May of 2008, making more money than I did probably in three months of teaching. And my husband looked at me and goes, okay, you're going to give this a year. I believe in you. You need to learn to believe in yourself. You're going to give this a year and see what happens because we're going to have to put these kids in morning care, aftercare. You're going to make nothing by the time we do that for teaching. He's like, just give this a chance and see what can happen. Well, he was right. I ended up building this amazing business. Um, I was bringing in, you know, about $90,000 a year, which to a kindergarten teacher was amazing. But I worked hard. I did 10 to 12 shows a month. I was having to leave my house. And for those of you that do party, I, I props to you because it is a lot of work. You have to carry everything with you, bring it to these shows. And it was fun when my kids were little. It was like, Ryan would come home from work. I'm like, see ya. You get to do bath time and book time. And I get to go have a wine party and sell jewelry. It was fun at first, but you know, four and a half years in, my kids were getting older. I was missing out on things. And I was starting to learn more about this industry because I was meeting people all the time and trying to support them. And they were supporting me. And I realized I really wasn't with a company that had residual income. I didn't even know what that meant a couple years prior to that, right? So then that kind of led me to the journey of where I am now. A friend reached out to me about the product that I currently take, uh, the Thrive Experience. And she said, listen, I know that you're tired. You said you have headaches often. You would love to lose some weight. I think this product could help you. I thought she was crazy because I'd tried a million other products to support people, but I watched and I watched for five months. And so if you're out there right now and you're looking for a company, I would say, watch, see their numbers, see if people are having success, 
check out what's going on. Because the first time I fell into that jewelry business and I'm so thankful for that company. I'm so thankful for what that brought me and the skills that I learned along the way, but I didn't research, right? I just kind of fell into it and made the best of it. This time I researched and I watched and in five months, six of our mutual friends were earning an auto bonus which I knew in this industry, usually it took people a year or two to earn that. Like that was crazy. And so I decided to try it for myself. Within three weeks, I earned the auto bonus with this company. I left behind the jewelry business, jumped in with both feet. And what I realized was this industry can change people's lives. And that was what was so attractive to me. And it was really exciting to now be with a company that was for men and women, no matter what age, no matter what background, no matter what financial background they were. I could run with this business and whatever that business is for you that, you know, you're watching, you really, I think have to first be in love with the product and second, have a really good comp plan that can help others. And so I made my mission about others. Like, yes, I was going to make a buttload of money with this company because I saw other people were doing it too. And if they could, I could. But the second part was I have to believe in this product and I have to believe that other people are going to be able to have success because it is no fun to try to pull people along with you. Right. And so that's what we did. We jumped in and within four months, I hit the top of the compensation plan. I earned six figures in six months and hit millionaire in two and a half years with this company. And uh, now it'll be six years in August that I've been with them. And you can hear my voice. Like I get excited. I get passionate because I get to wake up every day and do something I actually like. And now that I'm older, I'm 42 now, I understand what freedom is. Freedom is not a paycheck. Freedom is not um, you know, just loving what you do. Freedom is choices. Like I get to make choices now. If I want to go to North Carolina, to the mountains for a week with my family, I can go. Nobody's telling me when I have to take off. I have choices about when I work at night and when I don't. I have choices about the people I get to work with and who I don't have to work with. I get choices about how fast I want to go or how slow I want to go. And that has brought me so much joy and freedom. And I've truly been able to you know, be able to be, I feel like a better mom and a better wife because I have those choices. Oh my goodness. My <laughs> wow. That is incredible. I love hearing that. You know, folks, you can immediately tell that she has curated and crafted her story to a T. You can detect the passion and really, I like to call it the magic in her voice as she adds spice in different, different places. Blair, I always love to talk about how I love to cook. It's a passion of mine. It's not my calling. But do you do you like to cook too, or you said no? I hate to cook. I hate it. <laughs> Does your husband cook? No, neither one of us like to cook. So it's okay. like it's hilarious over here. But we do it because we have to feed our children. But as yeah. soon as these kids are gone, it'll be interesting. We'll probably just like survive on uh, salads and takeouts. <laughs> no, that's funny. So with that though, I love to talk about spice. And if you're telling a story and it just has salt and pepper in it, well, yeah, I mean, it might taste eh, it might taste decent, but it doesn't have any spice. It doesn't pull people along the flavor train. You know, I think of diners, drive-ins and dives and Guy Fieri, he's always talking about the flavor train and, you know, all that stuff. It's like, no, but it's serious. In copywriting and marketing and curating our story, it's so important. So I have a lot of notes here and I want to unpack some of this stuff. And the first thing, during the market crash, you know, what, what were some of the things you were feeling? I mean, let's, let's get raw for a second with that. And, you know, a lot of people are experiencing similar, if not the same for them experiences as it was back then. 
Yeah, for sure. I, it has brought up a lot of emotions uh, hearing from people over the last couple of months. I think um, there's more to my story, which I'll share with you guys right now. And so that brings a lot of people into our life um, that other people connect us with to help or they know my story and so they reach out to me. So I've had a lot of those emotions come back lately. So I can tell you exactly how it feels. I mean, first, it's frightening. It is very scary because you don't know how you're going to rebuild right? But here's the reality is some of the most amazing people like Disney, right? Think about Walt Disney. I, he's a great example to me all the time. Or Steve Jobs. They have failed. They have lost everything. They have filed bankruptcy and they have come back out of it, right? Okay. Don't throw tomatoes at me, but Trump is another one before he became president. You know, he, I read one of his books before because it is really amazing how people in their lowest point can think of an idea that then brings them to their highest point. So for us, it was really scary, um, but I just really, my faith is a big part of who I am. So I dug deep. I was got very connected with God again. So I look at it as a major blessing. Um, I was able to reconnect in a very personal way, not a religious way, which I think is always so amazing. Uh, the second thing that happened was I got very clear on what I wanted out of life. And during that time, my husband actually ended up becoming addicted to pain pills. So mm. those of you that are going through this hard time right now, the finances or things that are going on, be very aware of what's going on with your spouse or with your loved ones, because it is, it's a lot of pressure. And so I think my husband put all this pressure on himself. And then what ended up happening was he was numbing that pain, right? So we not only went through a bankruptcy, but we went through an addiction. And so during that time, I really had to boot up. And when I ended up getting this opportunity with the jewelry and I saw how much money I could make that fast, I didn't sit back and wait for people to come to me to host a party. I was reaching out to people every single day because I didn't know if in three months my husband was going to beat that battle or if he was going to need to go into rehab or if I was going to need to leave him with two young children, right? So I, my house was on fire. So some of you right now, your house is on fire and I get it. And, but in those moments, take time to connect with yourself. Like, what do you want out of life? Where do you find, you know, the biggest strength and uh, fill your head with so much positivity. And so for me, that was reading my Bible in the morning and reading a book every single day. I found time every day, even with young children, to spend 30 minutes either listening to a book or reading a book. And now these podcasts, I mean, this is amazing. You can have an earbud in all the time and be listening to something that helps you grow, right? That wasn't as big in 2008. So, um, but it is, it was about me filling myself and I started growing. And it took a couple of years for my husband actually to catch up. And like now we're on the same path path of, of, you know, uh, looking at ourselves and growing in that way and mindset and all of that. But I definitely was on that journey two years before he even started because I knew I had to get my head right. I mean, I also had to have my head right for my children because I had two young kids at home and I was trying to figure stuff out. Man, that, that's, that's a story for another time right there. I know, you, right? Man, wow. Just overcoming <laughs> that, that adversity. I mean, through bankruptcy, through addiction, and you know, it's interesting, Blair, I was watching something last night, it's from a mentor of mine, his name is Nick Barely, and he was talking about the addictions that people face, and addictions can come in the form of so many things, video games, you know, certain drugs, painkillers, opiates, alcohol, but even the addiction to work, yeah. even the addiction to work, you know, during this time, people, they forget to stop and think, and just like he talked about observing, you know, 
my understanding from the marketing side is that we all need to ask. So when you go out and observe, when you tell people who are wanting to enter the network marketing and MLM world, you want to observe. I believe that before you start any business, you need to ask, you need to think about it. <laughs> we can talk about that later. But with that being said, you know, it's interesting. I believe in network marketing. I'm going to come out and say it. You know, people have heard me say it before, but I believe in it. Am I currently in any company? No, I wave a white flag because I work with so many different people in so many different companies, but I believe in it because I believe it is a direct catalyst. It is one of the fastest and easiest ways for people who have that entrepreneur drive to start a business and have success with it. That's, yeah, that's with low startups. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It, and with that being said, you know, I have seen a lot of my friends who are dismissive of the network marketing, direct sales, MLM industry. Now suddenly, hey, check out my product. Check out, hey, I've got this. It works. Modair, Lavelle, Arbonne, <laughs> whatever company they decided to join. And, you know, I, I don't ever like laugh at it, but it does give me a chuckle. It is humorous because I'm like, hey, 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 it's your time now. And so with that being said, as we know, both of us know, more and more people are jumping into, hey, work from home, life on your own terms, financial and time freedom. What are some tips and what is some advice that you would give them? Um, advice uh, and tips to give them when they're looking. Now. Yeah, when they're, when they're starting out. So they, they jump into this now. new thing, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and they're like, oh my goodness, what is this? What's a comp plan? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I well, first of all, my biggest thing I'll say to you is make sure you believe in the product because I truly believe that you've got to share the product. You've got to believe in it. It's got to be a product that people are going to want to continue to buy, right? So first, make sure you believe in the product and that you love the product. Share your story with others because your story is what is really going to get them, you know, to want to listen to you. So it's just like, you know, if I find toilet paper here in South Florida, I'm going to tell everybody where the toilet paper is, right? If I find that, you know, ground beef just finally got restocked on the shelves in Publix, I'm going to tell everybody about that. So if you're passionate about the product, you'll be easy for you to share it with people and to be authentic. And I think that's a really important thing. I think the second thing is you need to copycat the person who's having success. People come into this industry and I get it. Like we all want to do it our own way or we're like, oh, that's old school or this or that. Find the person in the company that you want to follow and copy what they're doing. Follow their tips to success. I was the biggest copycat for the first, you know, four months. And that's what got me to the top of the conversation plan so fast. And we use validation calls. And that for me has been the, the major drive of what has been my success because a lot like what Daniel just said, it's about asking. It's not me just talking to people all the time, right? Sometimes we can spew too much information at people and it's information overload and a confused mind does nothing. So instead, you know, things like validation calls or three-way messages, that allows them to hear somebody else's story. It allows you to be quiet and then it allows you to ask them a question of what intrigued you about that story or what, what did you connect with when Melissa just shared with us or what... What excited you about what Melissa just said? And by asking them questions, you'll hear their pain points or their problems, and you'll be able to speak to them directly. And I think that was the biggest turn for me. Like I did really well with the jewelry company because I could, you know, I loved the jewelry. It was easy for me to sell. I love fashion. That's easy for me. 
uh, but I didn't have a lot of people having success on my team. I had a lot of people joining me because again, I was good at talking it, but I didn't have a lot of people having success. And the difference when I came over to Lavelle and started having like people jump on and they hit auto bonus and, and we grew, we're up to like almost 500 people on our team that have auto bonus. And the difference is, is that when it's a product like this, I have to listen. I mean, why are they, I'm not going to just be able to say those vitamins look great on you. Like you came with a pair of earrings, right? So I had to listen to what they needed. Oh, you have headaches or, oh, you want to lose weight or, oh, you're not sleeping well at night. Well, this product's really going to help you. I'm not going to, you know, shove a, you know, a, a fit line down their throat if, if they're not trying to work out, right? So you've really got to listen to what their needs and desires are. And then also with the business. So get in there and, and, you know, for a lot of us, asking questions is not normal. It's not something that we're used to. So for me, anytime I hear one of my leaders on those calls, ask a question, I wrote it down. And I had one piece of paper on like, just, I mean, I'm a paper girl. So I literally had a piece of paper inside of a journal, um, a, like a spiral notebook, and it had all these questions on it. And so still to this day, like I try to make sure I shut my mouth and I ask a question so that we can really serve people where they are for what they need. I love that. So to recap there, you need to believe in the product. You need to share your story with an authentic spirit and with spice paprika, mustard powder, dill weed, whatever it is for you. You want to also ask questions. You want to observe. You want to see what others are doing. But most importantly, you want to model success. Blair, I believe in the principle of don't be a pioneer. What happens to pioneers? You get arrows and gunshot wounds in your back. Well, then other people who have modeled you will come passing by and they'll see you lying face down in the dirt. It's a little morbid, I know, but it's true. Don't be a pioneer. There's so many people who have done it before you. And if you're like, well, I have a brand new company. I'm trying to do this. Well, no, no, stop for a second. Shut your mouth and listen to what you're saying. Yeah. No, there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> so true. And I think that, and this was one thing our CEO taught me. I had the, the benefit of meeting him within my first three weeks of business. And he said to me, just think about the people that you're bringing into this business. Most are already working part-time or full-time. They're doing this to be able to bring in some extra money, to pay off debt, to pay off some things, to have vacations, and maybe eventually make it a full-time job. But it has to be easy and duplicatable for them. So, you know, that's why it's so important that we model that success and that we don't try to reinvent the wheel because it has to be something where people can jump in and duplicate you. That's what's going to have true momentum. When a lot of people can come in and copy and copy and copy and copy, I mean, all of a sudden your organization grows to thousands very quickly. I completely agree. You know, Blair, I don't know if I ever told you this, but my mission is to impact a million people in the next five years. What do I mean by that? Well, I help coaches, people with courses, things like that, and they help other people. So it's an exponential curve. You know, more people I bring on, the more people I help. So with that being said, I believe in the power of duplication. And once you get to a certain point, it reaches critical mass and it starts to exponentially increase. And that's, that's what a lot of people don't understand about network marketing or their, their company. It's like, look, yes, you can go out and do it. You can bring in that one rock star person that perhaps they'll recruit 10,000 people. Mm -hmm. you, you don't know who you're talking to. So in my opinion, I think you should treat everybody like that rock star person instill in them that belief that look, yeah, you go out and recruit 10,000, 50,000, you may be, whoa, it may blow your mind. But with all that being said, 
all that being said, I, I want to talk about residual income for a second. Because that's a word that is scary for a lot of people that it may be a new word. They don't know what it means. So I, I'd love to, to break that down in your opinion. Sure. I mean, that was something I didn't know what residual income was. I had no idea. I remember when my friend first brought it up to me when I was in the jewelry business. Of course, she was trying to recruit me for her business. But she was like, well, why would you be in something that's not residual? And I was like, well, what does that mean? And I researched it. I mean, basically residual income means it's a, it's a product that people need to purchase every single month and the sales are coming to you every single month, right? So think about Netflix. Netflix is a residual income. Amazon Prime is a residual income. Okay, they set those up so that people are being charged every single month automatically, right? And so when you have a product or a service that people need or want every single month, then it's automatically getting processed for them and shipped to them or sent to them. And then you're making that commission every single month, right? So that to me is, is true residual income. And then for, for me, when I was researching which company to go with and what product I wanted to put my name by, the fact that, you know, looking for referral programs too within your company, I think is really important because that helps your residual income. So for us, it's refer to get your product for free. You can be a customer or a promoter and do that. Well, that for me was a light bulb moment. Okay, awesome. So if my customer likes this product, they're going to stay on auto ship, but then they can refer to, and then they're going to get it for free every single month shipped to them. That means my customers are working for me too, because why would they not want it for free? Right? Um, so just like all you ladies out there who get the fab fit fun box, I know who you are because I get like a hundred messages a month. Like, Oh, you should check this out, Blair. I think you'd love it. Here's my, here's my referral code, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. And so that to me is true residual income when it's in, you're getting an increase every single month and every single month and every single week, it's just coming to you. Um, and then the goal is that you eventually can put your feet up and it just, you just get paid every single month, right? That's like when you, you move over from, if you guys know the cash flow quadrant, you move over from business owner to investor, you can travel the world for a year and still get paid. I love that. Oh my goodness. So you talked about how you want sales coming in every month. And in my world, that's called a continuity model. It's probably a little too technical, but I love the term residual income. You know, it's a subscription. It's something that continues to pay you even if you step away. Right. You step away forever. If you step away for a day, if you step away for a month, whatever it is, it still continues to pay you. And you said that your company refer to get it free. I actually do the same thing with my program, Be Known University. So this is a shameless plug. If you refer to people, you know, of course we have a, a commission, a referral finder's fee. But if you refer to people, you get in for absolutely free. So if anybody out there wants to learn more about that, you can contact me on Facebook, Daniel Pope. I'm in front of the Memphis Bass Pro Pyramid. With that being said, it comes back to observing. It just seems that it comes back to observing and really love the product. And one of my mentors, one of my sales mentors says, in order for anyone to buy from you, to close anyone that's closable, they need to first love the product they need to second love you and then third they need to love the company and if it's not 10 out of 10 on each of those spectrums you're not going to close them now some people just can't be closed there's a lot of cynics out there and there's a lot of people who wish complete harm to the network marketing industry we don't want them nobody yeah. wants them get out of here scat cat <laughs> yeah not my people 
Yeah, exactly. Not my people. Now, with that being said, I believe in building a personal brand. This is something that I'm working on right now. As much as I love to talk about it and as much as I love to coach people on it, it comes back to the shoemaker's kids. No, I don't have a massive personal brand. That's something I'm working on. I'll be completely transparent, but this is something I help people with every single day. And I would love to, to talk about that for a second, just building up that personal brand, building up, you know, you as an authority figure in your market with your audience. What are some, yeah, yeah what are some, some things that, that you love to, to do on social? You, I don't know if you blog, you know, what are some things that you do to build up your personal brand? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, it goes back to what you just said, Daniel, which is people are purchasing, yes, maybe because they love the product and yes, because they love the business, but they have to love you, right? So you are selling yourself all the time. It's why if you are negative on social media, I don't know why anybody would ever want to join you. And if you're going to play into all this stuff that's going on, I mean, I'm just going to speak right up to it right now. I have people on my team. I'm like, stop posting all this negative stuff, all this conspiracy theory stuff. Even if you believe that and you want to get that word out to people, then send it to your friends and family in private message. But your social media, Facebook is not just for your friends anymore. Instagram is definitely not for your friends. I mean, this is where you are sharing with people why they should join you on your journey. So be careful what you put out there. And, you know, if you don't have a way to think of ideas or things to do, then you need to be filling yourself more. So for me, I spend 30 minutes reading every single day. I spend time in devotion every single day. Um, I try to make sure that I do affirmations and visualization every single day. So I have valuable things to bring people. People don't want to hear about Blair every single day. That's annoying. Like they want to hear about something that's going to help them grow, whether they're a teacher or a dental hygienist or in network marketing, right? Like I want all kinds of people checking out what I do, my brand. So I used to have a blog. I still have BlairCritch.com, but I really honestly haven't added to it because I get so much more feedback and I can do so much more freely on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. And it's, you know, it doesn't cost me anything to have somebody put up for me or anything like that. So I do mostly through those things. Um, and I'm just sharing, right? And so I'm trying to put myself out there as an expert in the things that I'm truly an expert in and then sharing other people's expertise in the things that I'm not an expert in. So like, I am really good at time planning. Anybody who knows me knows that I have mastered the calendar. I truly believe it was one of the reasons why I hit six, six figures in six months with this company is because when I started this company, the CEO looked at me and said, if you want to have success, make your calendar the game board for your life. If I opened up your calendar, would I see time for your kids, your husband, and your business? If not, you're not going to have success. And so that was the day I learned how to color code, time block, and own my calendar. So I teach on that. I share on that. I have free resources on that. I provide people value in that because I'm good at that. Like I know I've mastered it and I can help anybody from any, any walk. But I might not be super great at Instagram. So I find the people who are, I learn it and then I teach it while I'm learning it. So I bring value to people. So that's something where I really believe like you have to be your own brand. You have to have a reason why people would want to join you. And I think you have to also be really careful when you're building your own brand to be authentic to who you are. Like don't try to be somebody you're not. You have to be you because people can see through that. They really can. And so if you're not great at something, don't pretend to be. Instead, be authentic and honest. Like, hey, I learned this today from so-and-so who's an Instagram queen. She taught me to do this and this. I'm going to do it for the next week. You should try along with me. Come back a week later and share with them the results. So 
you know, just, I think being authentic and being real, but then also sharing your personal life, right? Like people want to see who you truly are. So people know, I mean, people who follow me, they know that we've been through bankruptcy. They know Ryan had an addiction problem. They know that Ryan and I put our marriage as a priority now because of the things that we've gone through. They know I have two teenage boys. They know that we're silly at home and that I time block my time with them and that I freaking love to work. <laughs> like that that's probably my addiction. Like you were talking about addictions earlier. I love to work. When I get in the zone, I'm in the zone. And so I have to time block those zones so that I make sure I'm, you know, caring about the people that are around me. So yeah, I think that brand has to be authentic and you have to make sure you're sharing it all the time. Man. That right there was the keys to the kingdom. And a few things that stuck out to me that I'm passionate about, time blocking. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny. Last year, I talked to you about camping uh, a little bit before we got started. And time blocking is so important to me because I spent probably about four days locked in a cabin by myself, no internet, no phone, and I just had a bunch of books with me. And one of the books that I had was The One Thing by Gary Keller. Oh, I haven't read that. You need to read it. Anybody out there who has not read that book, check it out right now. Amazon, Audible. I'm not going to give you an affiliate link. Just go check it out. <laughs> but, but The One Thing by Gary Keller, it talks about you need to ask your focusing question each day, which states, what is the one thing I can do right now that makes the bigger dominoes fall down. What is it? And it's the exponential curve. So in doing so, you goal set to the now. You'll see what I'm talking about in the book. That can be a training for another time too. But you goal set to the now, but you also build your bunker. BYB, build your bunker. Right now, you see I have in my space, this is my, my home office, and it is my bunker. I close my doors. It is completely shut off. I usually have the lights off, but we're recording today and it's my bunker. I've had my phone on do not disturb pretty much the entire day. And I just work. I work in my calendar. I have spaces and I'm sure you do where it's Daniel's busy time. What is it? There's no set agenda, but it's my busy time. I block it out. Nobody can schedule anything during that time. And it's so important because otherwise your calendar is going to be filled up with, Hey, let me pick your brain. Hey, let me, let me jump on your schedule. No, no, no. We don't have time for that. We need to focus on building the kingdom. And in doing so, I love focusing time blocking the one thing. Okay. You also said become an expert or share your expertise and what you're actually a true expert in. And then find others who are experts in their own accord. And this is something that I take from my mentor, Tony Robbins. Tony said, I'm an investigator. I'm a reporter. And Blair, just like I'm doing this, this interview with you today, I don't know exactly the ins and outs of the network marketing industry. I've been blessed to be surrounded by some wonderful, great people like yourself, but I don't know what it takes to be a, a million dollar earner, but I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm, investigating what it takes through you. I'm literally compressing decades into days during this time. So with that being said, it comes back to modeling success and following and observing and asking those who have done it for you. Just ask, Hey, how'd you do this? They're either going to point you to a blog article that they've already wrote. They can hop on a podcast or they can send you a voice message or they'll say no. And just won't respond. 
What's it going to hurt? It, it doesn't. <laughs> and that's what so many people don't understand. It's like, what are people going to say? Well, they're gonna, either going to say no or they just will ghost you. So just follow up in a few weeks. And if they keep doing it, just stop. Find somebody else. Man, oh, man. This has been great. Blair, this has been fun. Is there anything else that, that we want to cover today? There's, there's so much we can unpack. I mean, literally every sentence that I've wrote, written down, I've got three pages of notes here that I'm going to put in the, uh, the show notes. Is there anything else that you want to talk to people about? You know, I, I think we covered some good stuff with people jumping into the industry who are now becoming, as I like to call it, aware or maybe woke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing. If you, I've been reading like Forbes magazine, Inc. magazine, all these things for the last few years. And if you have been aware of that at all, they've been talking about the new retirement plan is a side hustle. I, I don't love that word side hustle. I like, you know, part-time business, side business, cloud-based business, right? But they have been pushing people towards this side hustle as their new retirement plan for the last three years. And they've also been saying that the brick and mortar buildings in the next 10 years will be gone. Everybody will be doing their businesses online. And I know some people thought that was shocking, but just look at what's going on right now. I mean, they didn't know that it was going to be through a pandemic, but, but that's what's happening right now, right? And it's forcing people. And when we get back to regular life, a lot of brick and mortars are going to be closed. I mean, I can't imagine that a lot of people are going to want to go to the mall or want to go to those places, right? So things are changing. And that's why we have people on our team like CRNAs who are like, yeah, I want to have some extra income on this side. Or we have, you know, dental hygienists and chiropractors and all these different professionals who've gone to school for a long time, but they have debt and they want to pay that debt off or they want to save for retirement or they want to be able to have extra money to travel or pay for their kids' college tuition in full in cash. And so that's what these kind of businesses can provide to you. So I would say, you know, drop the old school thinking of what MLM, network marketing, direct sales is because I understand. I used to think that too, but this, this has changed. Now what it basically is is a cloud, most of them, some of them are not. The one I'm with is a cloud-based business opportunity where it's not about you know, selling training or selling these big you know, packs that you have to buy or, or getting you to buy their product. Instead, it's, hey, come join this business for free. Sell by people going to your website, ordering product gets shipped out directly to them. This is just a way that you can build a business in a box. It's very similar to a franchise, but instead of having to wait a year to make money, you can make a money in the very first week. The other really cool benefit is the fact that it doesn't matter. Like there's no, you know, you don't have to go back for education. They educate you along the way. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter, you know, your ethnicity or education level. And that to me is priceless because you could jump in and make money right away with these businesses if you want to do it. And so, yeah, I would find that the product that you love, make sure they have a great comp plan with that company and then find the one that's right for you. And no doubt you'll have success. Man, oh man, that's it. Dropping the hammer on that. Forget the old ways of thinking of MLM. You know, we're not selling vacuums. We're not selling right. we're not knocking know, doors. <laughs> five pages of, of training manuals and, and 40 book box sets of encyclopedias. It's so much more than that. It's a business in a box, cloud-based work from your home, work from anywhere with continual education, continual education. So important. Anyway, 
Blair, where can they find you if they want to learn more, if they want to follow you, connect with you, do whatever they want? Where can they find you? Yeah, I would love to connect with you guys. So on Facebook, you can find me. You can go to facebook.com slash sparklyblair. And then on Instagram, it's Blair Critch 2 the number two. Um, and then also you can always find me. You can go to blaircritch.com. You can find me on there. It's, it's My blogs on there are a little bit older, but there's still always a way for you to connect with me through that as well. Um, or feel free to just reach out to me the good old-fashioned way on blaircritch at gmail.com. I'd love to meet you, say hello, and uh, feel free. I, I think I even, I forgot what my YouTube is, but my YouTube's probably, I would think the same. It's either Blair Critch or Sparkly Blair. Awesome. No, that's great. You said sparkly like, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was when I, when I first started with the jewelry business, we named uh, like, you know, I started an S Corp and we named it Sparkly Blair. I don't know where it came from. And then I just never changed it when I, cause people knew me, so. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Well, folks, I appreciate it. You know where you can find me. Just search for Daniel Pope. You'll see the smiling face, me in front of the Memphis Pyramid. You can join our group, How to Be Known Online. You can check out our program. We'd love to have you interested in it. Love to talk to you at beknownyou.com. Other than that, Blair, thank you so much for hopping on today. Thank you. Yeah, Pope. it was so fun. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. We will talk very soon. Till next time.